So this is episode one of the Tone Jerks podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower. And, and I'm Kyle McIntyre. That's it. So uh, this is episode one. Maybe we can do a quick introduction of ourselves. This podcast is mainly going to be about, like, you know, guitars, recording, being in a band, playing live shows, stuff like that. Ideally, we'll be interviewing, like, uh, people, local artists in San Diego, maybe uh, some people over Skype, whatever. But we just want to, you know, things that we're passionate about, talk to other people that are passionate about it, too. Give, you know, them an outlet. Give us an outlet. Maybe we'll start it out. Um, we'll see how, you know, this goes. But, you know, maybe, like, talk... Because I know Kyle, we've been friends for a very long time, probably like, you know, 20 years or so. Probably but, you know, too long. Yeah. <laughs> We're at that phase. Yeah. 20 years too long. So I uh, figure, you know, maybe you guys don't know who he is. So I give, you know, a chance to talk to Kyle and, uh, you know, pick his brain a little bit. And so you guys can learn a little bit more about Kyle. So, you know, uh, let's just, you ready for some questions, Kyle? Yeah, I'll you take ready some. To be yeah. grilled? Ooh. What are we grilling? I don't know. Is that a dad joke now already? Oh, God. Right off the bat. Okay. Uh, you know, so we know that you're in a band. We play bass. But um, what got you into playing music? Like, when did you get into it? Um, well, from a early... I guess I've been playing for a long time. My my family is very musically inclined, I guess. Not everybody in there. Some of them are horrible. But uh, my uncle, actually, um, was uh, pretty key in getting me to pick up a violin, pick up anything and play it um, from joining whatever orchestra at school to just buying me a bass and saying, here, play this. And we're going to, we're going to learn, you know, standard chords and we're going to play, you know, you're going to follow along with me, you know? So from early stage, it was kind of like uh, just a thing that we did in our family. Um, yeah. Were you kind of like self-taught or did uh Yeah. Well, he teach you anything? Taught me, yeah, t- taught me how to follow along, I guess. But really sitting down and in an orchestra playing violin, I did learn how to follow along by ear really, really well. I was horrible at reading the actual sheet music. I could not do that to save my life. Um, I just hated that part of it. But I loved picking up what everyone else was playing and playing along with them. That, ma- that got me in trouble a lot of times because the... <laughs> you're not following yeah, along. Like, they'd stop. What are you doing? Um, is your violin solo? You're yeah. just like, all right, just tell me the key and I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch for me for the changes. And the, the orchestra leader's like, what the hell yeah. are you doing? There? Yeah. Well, it's easy to see that someone's not following along when, when everyone's bows going up and down, and yours is going the opposite direction. You're, <laughs> they can you just... know, they know I'm off. So I do that all the time. All right. So, so you know, you kind of like trial and error. That. that yeah. Got into music at a younger age. Like, yeah. Well, what got you into wanting to start a rock band? Got um, into a band. Well, first, my uh, like I told you, my my uncle bought me a bass, and basically, I started playing with friends. That you know, I'd take it to school, and I'd play um, during lunch. Actually, there's a drum set set up. We'd plug up uh, the bass amp, and we just jam, and that was kind of cool. And then it was like, hey, let's make this a thing. Let's let's do this outside of of school, and that kind of um, snowballed into something else. Um, you know, I think I asked you actually, if you wanted to join that band first and, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you were in it for like a hot minute. 
No, I definitely remember being like in it for a minute, but um, I was like super stoked to like join a band, like actually like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna play with friends. We're gonna, you know, rock some stages. But I was not good enough to even like play with a drummer or other people. So that was like pretty awakening at the time. Well, it was hard because I played bass and you played bass. Yeah, like barely. I barely played bass. And then at that time, I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to buy a guitar. It should I should be say we both owned basses. Yeah, we both owned them. I don't think so, either. Yeah, we couldn't really expand on two basses. And yeah, the... so I'm like, all right, you know, I, I'll, I'll play guitar. So um, I remember just like buying one. And then like like two days later, we had like jammed in the garage. And it was it was pretty, pretty dreadful. Okay, you know, so... Um, you know, time went on, you know, eventually got the band solidified after some like members left and stuff like that. I, you know, you and I had been playing for, together for a while and now you're the bass player and you're the singer. Yeah. Do you consider yourself more of like, uh, a, a bass guy or like, you know, you started out playing instruments and then started singing. So yeah. how did that yeah, instrument? I was actually, after you left, let's go back to that. After you left, I dropped all instruments and was just singing. Cause we had like six people. It's kind of like gathered everybody. Yeah, everyone had one job, you know. We just dispersed it out, and we were still horrible. Um, after a couple changes, I moved to guitar and was singing. And then after some more changes, went from guitar to bass, still singing. Um, yeah, and I really consider myself more of a singer that plays bass. So you're like a singer and. Yeah. But I really like bass. I, lo- I love my bass tone still. It's not like oh, I don't care. I I really am focusing on those vibratos and you know, yeah, getting that operatic uh, vocal. You know, no, it's it, I still really enjoy finding that bass tone. I still tweak it, you know. But so I mean, you know, okay, you talk about it, and I know you're pretty proud of like your bass sound, yeah. and your bass rig, you know, with due cause because it's you know you get a lot of compliments too. Uh, when we play, like I never get anybody saying, "Oh, your guitar sounds great," but every time we play, like, "Oh, your bass sounds really awesome." I can't tell. I mean, I think because it does sound good, but it's also like people are like, "Oh, your bass sounds awesome." Hey, can we borrow your amp? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but you know, or everyone you, sounds so bad. Everyone sounds um, like bad, like bad to the bone. Yeah, super bad. Yeah, <laughs> like that James Brown song. No, um, that maybe mine just stands out. I don't know. I have friends that have been you know, following us for maybe 10 years or, you know, that they stopped me. They came back and saw us recently. Oh man, you still have the best bass tone. I'm like, all right, well, I haven't changed anything, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, still Ampeg. What about like, yeah, like the, the Volge, what is it? What are you, what are you playing? Who are you wearing? What's your rig? Well, if we want to start with bass, I guess I'm playing an American, uh, so like standard, with uh I've done some modifications on that with quarter pounders seymour duncan uh with a badass three bridge um, you're playing american fender right yeah p bass yeah because you just said american i did and skip like, that yeah uh an american badass what are you playing like I'm playing Rock american <laughs> american cheese yeah okay so your bass uh yeah so that's the bass that i usually play i do kind of move away from that a little bit, but that's my standard uh, bass that I play. I have a uh, SVT Classic head that I usually use for studio recording, also rehearsal, because who wants to drag that to a show? Everybody. I did, <laughs> yeah. I did for a good five years, I think. Um, but 
Uh, and I played that through an 810 uh, SVT. And then for sh- like shows, small shows, usually the SVT3 through a 410. Um, so do you notice like much of a difference between playing like, you know, the, the all tube Ampeg as opposed to like the, you know, solid state powered SVT3? Yeah. Yeah. There are some changes. I, I noticed that if um, the the classic isn't mic'd or anything through uh a, a like a I don't know let's say a larger venue there are some tones that are lost you only hear like the bass you don't hear the treble you know so some of it cuts through and some of it doesn't but when I have the SVT um the MOSFET through an 810 it's a lot better I guess maybe it's miking versus direct out on the backside yeah, maybe uh, it has a better DI yeah um that there is some differences yeah so like if if weight wasn't an issue, like you'd prefer yeah, the all tube one. Yeah, I'd probably take that because like, we don't really play like huge places all the time. But I mean, one day we will. Yeah, one day <laughs> we're gonna play House of Blues or something. Yeah. So play it. You know, um, is, so that you're kind of like pretty simple rig. Yeah, and yeah. it's simple. Okay, a Fender with a pick and an Ampeg. That's kind of like. Everybody's like, well, that's They're, that's a bass tone. That's like everybody's like, right. But it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds damn good. It's so super simple. I mean, that's what I like to do. I don't like to mess around with it too much. But I've been playing that for a long, long time. Probably yeah. 11, 12 years. Yeah, it's definitely like your classic. Uh, I can't think of a better word. But that's like a classic bass tone that people you know strive for, people that want to play. So yeah. like, you're like, oh, how do you get it? I'm like... That's kind of it. Like it, it yeah, is what it is. It's I don't not, play with pedals. It sounds good. It sounds good. Occasionally, I play with pedals. I should say. Okay, so I know that you're not a pedal guy, but what pedals do you use if you're gonna use them? Uh, like if somebody has to pull your arm, what are you gonna play? Usually a Sans amp. Put that in there. Um, I play a tuner. Play <laughs> right through that tuner. I play the hell out of that thing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes a compressor. Um, the compressor helps when I'm, I guess it leads me to another amp that I like to use, which is the, uh, the terror bass from, uh, orange. It's a 500 watt amp and it's, uh, 212. It's the double stack speaker. It's really cool. Actually. It's like a 40 pound combo, combo, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's excellent. Um, yeah, it's definitely deceiving. The thing looks like it, you know, it looks like it's, you know, just a, Piece yeah, it looks, of crap. Yeah, it looks like a well, you know. Okay, it, it looks, looks like a, it looks sharp. It looks like an looks it looks sharp. like an orange, but it's like it looks it's like off a, proportion. It's like deeper than it is. Yeah, wide it looks like a kid's like it looks like a practice amp. But yeah. you play it and you're like, oh, and people are like, damn, that sounds yeah. really loud. You know, like, we had to do some modifications through the pedals, but once you once you kind of crank up some tones through there, yeah, it actually sounds really good, um, and it does kick. It's like that. Yeah, that one's a really surprising one because it's like yeah, it's super small. But it sounds really, it's like really loud and has actually pretty good spread. I don't know how yeah. they did it, but they did it on that yeah. one. Well, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, okay. So you got like a pretty good sound. So it's like you have your, you have your bass, you have your that. I mean, like, so why, you know, have you tried using pedals before? Is it you just. Yeah, I've tried like, I think a chorus pedal and that just wasn't my thing and tried. 
I don't like do octaves. I don't do distortion. I let the amp do all the the gain work on there. I mean, it's like up to I think nine. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, they're all up to nine, and then and you're just like Marty McFly, just like yeah. crank them all. Except for that volume, like... the volume's got to be at like one or two for that, you know, for them to explode. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a you know nothing wrong with being simple because that's that's. Sounds good. That's just what I am, man. Take it or leave it, baby. This is what I'm doing. All right. Um, Is there anything that you feel like you're missing from your rig? Because you've kind of had like the same bass and same amp for like 10 years. Is there like, you ever feel like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm due for another bass. Well, due for another amp. I I play your jazz bass every once in a while, and that's that's cool. Reluctantly. Yeah. it's cool, but it's know, not my thing. What, what is it? What I guess a lot of people don't know the difference because they're both like, oh, they're both Fenders. They both have four strings. They're like, all the same. Yeah. yeah no, so like, it, what what is it from a bass player's perspective? Well, that you like? I think it's the neck is thinner. I mean, that's not really that big of a deal. It's the tone. I guess I'm more into one like signal coming out of the P bass, and it you just tweak that. But with you have more pickups. I don't know. I, th- I think that's probably what it is. More pickups, more signal coming through that I don't like. Yeah. Well, I like it, so that's why I like I force you to play it. Yeah. Sometimes that that will. But you you've done some mods where you've it's all on the whole time. You can't turn a pickup off or it's yeah, you all can't, on. Yeah, I, I change it to where it's like you can't change the pickups are always on, tones full on. You just turn the volume up and down a little easier, but it's still it is a different sound that i think people are like oh well what's the difference usually like the way i see it if you look at the eq curve of like a p bass it's more like of a mid hump like Mm -hmm. it goes up and that's more of a mid sound and then the jazz bass is more of a scooped mid sound so i think because it's like you know higher frequencies and lower frequencies pushed up anyway that's really nerdy but that's what i like about it i'm like you're filling in all these like frequencies on a jazz bass but well, I have. If you don't need to, you don't need to. I do play with a lot of trouble on my P bass. I have that thing cranked. Yeah. So usually, it, the the reason why, if you see Kyle playing different basses, it's usually whatever has the newest strings. Yeah. That's usually, that's nothing to do with like, oh, that that's the one today. It's like, oh crap, that's the one. Yeah. Usually, like in the studio, we'll decide which bass fits the sound. But like live, it's like, oh, he's playing. You know, if you ever like, oh, he's playing a different one. If anybody cares, I do. But. You know, well, it's, yeah. usually, it's usually like whatever has the newest strings. You're like, all right, well, this is the one we're playing today. Well, and strings are like twenty bucks. It kind of matters. Yeah, that's those are a doozy. All right, um, so I guess uh, I kind of asked you, you know, a couple things just so I can segue into me talking about my shit. Oh, how convenient. Yeah. All right, so um, my sound has kind of changed a lot over the years. My rig, my guitar. Oh gosh. This will take forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll make it a streamlined version. Let's start with the crate that you used to own. Yeah. No, I started on a crate, got rid of that. No, my first real amp was like an, a Mesa Boogie, which I like regret selling. Yeah. yeah. I sold and it like six, seven years ago. I told you. All right. Okay. It could have. It could still be collecting you dust. Could, you could tell me by the hour. Oh, I will. <laughs> um, that, and then, you know, I, I've had my... Well, it was the dual rectifier before yeah. they went to the... Three, three channel. channel yeah it was a really good one three dual rectifier yeah and then you know played a couple marshals and you know and then i like got to the point where it's like everybody was like oh you vox and like fender twins are the way to go i'm like ah, so i played those for like years and i was like i don't know using pedals to get all my gain section and everything in front of the amp and it was just like 
no, this is all right. Until we like, we started recording this last album and I was like, oh, I used a lot of amps gain channel to get most of my sound. I'm like, no, this is actually better. I like that. So that's what kind of brought me to what I'm playing now is like orange rocker verb. And then I have an orange AD 30. And those are kind of like, yeah, they're both orange and they kind of like look the same, but they're a little different. The orange rocker verb is more of like more bells and whistles on that thing. It'll have like an effects loop, it ha- which I use the shit out of. Um, using a lot of uh, effects through there, um, which brings me to my pedal board, which is I'm using a Fractal Audio FX8, which was a, something that I kind of never wanted to deal with. Because I'm like, oh no, it's all digital and everything. Until I looked at like, you know what? It can do a lot of things and actually sounds pretty damn good. And I do a lot of stuff with Pro Tools anyways. I'm like, oh, so programming my pedal board is just as easy as like, oh, I can edit and do plugins and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I am now. And then I have a conventional pedal board at home that I just kind of mess around with. That that gives me an excuse to be like, oh, well, the Fractal FX8, that's for my live stuff that I can just program and do that. But when I want to like buy stuff and just, a, it, it's it's really just an excuse for me to, to spend money. I'm like, oh, I really need a new phaser. I really need a chorus pedal. Well, I need to do this. Well, I, I got to buy a new power supply. But, um, and then guitars, kind of like gone through different guitars over the years, kind of what I could afford at the time. I started out with Squire, and then over the years, kind of like, you know, more of a Gibson person now. I play a couple Les Pauls, a Nest G, stuff like that. And recently, uh, I started playing with live, play with Evertune Bridge. Those are like the best things in the world for playing live. Like, don't have to tune. Don't have to worry the whole show. So we can play for like 25 minutes and like that's not a lot of time to play. So if like you're stopping in between every song to tune. Oh, those that was horrible. Before that, your Gibsons would be like you play halfway through a song. Through a song, out. yeah. Yeah. And then so, um, yeah, now it's just like, okay, we just run through the whole set. So sometimes we can fit like eight songs in 25 minutes. People are like, oh, wow, you're you guys fit a lot of music in there. It's because we don't have to stop and tune, and it's like, okay, every song I'd have to stop. So now that's like, to me, my, you know, equipment that I have is so, it's more like thinking of like, you know, what's a utilitarian, but it also needs to sound good. Like, I need this to be quick, I need that to get a lot of sounds, a lot of, you know, tone variation, and then, but it needs to be kind of foolproof, because when you're live and you're playing and shit goes wrong, it's like, fuck. Like, I've had it before where it's like, uh, we've played into, like, faulty power and my pedal board goes out, so you gotta think quick and do that. And I'm like, okay, and then if you're having to deal with, like, oh, I'm playing, and my guitar, I know it goes out of tune every, like, couple, like, two minutes or whatever, then I, like, I can't, you can't play a show. So now, it's pretty much streamlined. It's kind of that way. They don't make ever tunes for basses yet, right? Um, Not that you really ever need one, but it'd just be kind of cool. Yeah, bass doesn't really go at it. Not that I'd want them to butcher my fender with it, but (laughs) But, now I think about it, never mind. I don't want to Take take that back. I don't want any of those. I mean, butcher my fender, though. Yeah, yours, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, just send that over. Yeah, just send that back a pile of, like, wood chips. Yeah, I mean, apparently they're, like, thinking, they're talking about doing that. And it's like, oh, we're going to make a bass one, and then we're going to make, like, a... I think strings go out so fast, I think, on a bass. You'd be changing that. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like my f- 
my strings, maybe I play them so hard that they're only good for like a show. Yeah, but we don't really, I mean, maybe I have two ha- shows. I know I haven't broken a bass string. No, I've very like uh, Well, have yeah, you ever? I when I used to buy cheap strings, yeah. But um not a Ernie Ball slinky, power slinky. Yeah, I mean they're those are pretty cheap strings, but like they're yeah, I haven't broken I guess I broke them once back when I was like, I was filling in for bass for a band and they were doing oh, like yeah. the drop like C and oh, I'm like, oh yeah. God. So I do that and then trying to like the next day tune it back up to R tuning and then drop C again. And then like I'd play one show and just boom, like a yeah. rubber band that just like farted out. I'm like, oh wow. I guess that. Gotta love that. No, that string just does. They do break. And guitar, I hardly ever break strings. I don't, I mean, I play pretty hard, but I'm like, eh, I just, I never break them. So. Whatever. Okay, so, you know, now we're, we kind of, like, got a little bit, behind, you know, background on us. We, we play, you know, in the same band together. We, you know, play live a lot. We record, you know, a good amount. We've been doing it a lot over the years. So, you know, we kind of have, whether we earned it or not, we have an opinion on gear, sound, playing live, stuff like that. So, now you kind of got the background on us. And, now you know, now we'll, we'll have different people in and we'll, like grill them too and get them maybe a little bit more interesting story than ours but you know okay now we can talk about present day stuff so uh kyle like what's what's new with music and your you know do you have any like guitar gear world things that you're working on uh as for like music yes always writing but for like purchasing gear no yeah i guess i guess that was a dumb dumb question that's a really bad question because i haven't bought anything in like years yeah i guess i guess all so. your all your musical like gear or just all like my my will i'll yeah. ask you like hey i need to help with this and like our newest uh endeavor is like i want to paint yeah and, so yeah i'm i'm all right with like modifying stuff i guess last time we overhauled the base back to the original configuration that it was yeah um drilled out some stuff and that was cool we I don't really want to paint that now, right? Yeah, I have a white, like, Mexican P base, like, early 90s, and it's, like, it's white, and I'm, like, it already has, like, paint chipped off on it anyways, and, like, it's over the years, it's, like, oh, it's chipped off, so we kind of just, like, put tape over it or whatever, and I was, like, I want to, like, get, like, a want, ne- it's a showpiece, we want it to look beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, but I, I've, like, I, I've recently been getting into the, we'll see, like, how great this is gonna be, but, like, I've been just really into traditional guitars and basses and like you know you know your strats tellies gibson les pauls sgs stuff like that but i'm like i really want like wacky colors like the like purple or like you know graffiti yellow or like neon like alien green or something like that i'm like that's like stuff i've been really into because it's like it stands out looks cool and it's something unique at least you don't see i'm like oh everybody's got like you know, an agave green or a black guitar, or they all have like a white guitar because that's like what you get from the store. So I'm like, okay, well, what if I do like a like a royal purple, like maybe like sparkle or something on that base? Yeah, I've I've painted two of yours already. I've done your uh, your pink, yeah, uh, junior, right? That's used it. to be TV yellow, yeah, and then your blue. 
uh, SG, which used to be white, which wasn't the original color anyways. But which was, yeah. It went from being like, uh, it was originally black, and then I had it painted white. So and then it like, broke. And then it broke. <laughs> and then you painted it white. And then, yeah. Headstock, snap. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm taking this thing apart anyways to put the Evertune bridge in it. I'm like, let's paint this motherfucker. Yeah. So painted it like baby blue. Yeah, so this isn't our first painting project yeah but, but what i want to do this time is i want to do nitro yeah nitrocellulose and i have no idea what the difference is but you, i guess you're gonna lacquer find, you're it's gonna just, it's just a fancy name for lacquer you're gonna find out what yeah. the difference is so well, i just know it's tough to get in california and in, in here in cali so we have to do some some smuggle runs to arizona yeah so i think that's what we're gonna that's that's my what i want to do with that base it's it's fine it's fine it's it sounds great and everything but i'm just like look at it, i'm like eh, it's so boring could be string through Nah, I don't know. Yeah, it could. No, it, oh, it, it could be. Yeah, it could be string around too. Have you seen those? Yeah. <laughs> so you string all the way around. We should just like, yeah, you know, get like extra long, like you know, yeah. stand up bass strings and put it around yeah, and tie it around. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, from like cat a, gut, yeah, cat gut strings, <laughs> <laughs> just like wrap it around a bunch of times. <laughs> like, yeah, so that's a stain, man. Oh, it's all about that tone, that vintage tone. Um, yeah, I mean, so besides that bass, I'm selling one of your guitars. Good luck. Yeah, well, I'm trying to sell this. Would you start off at 60? I think I put it at 80. 80, yeah, that was a, that was a dumb move. So it's yeah. like some like Samick brand acoustic, yeah. left-handed, left-handed yeah, acoustic left, guitar. Yeah, we're not left-handed. Don't ask us how we acquired this thing. Didn't you? Oh, you bought it from like a coworker oh, yeah. out of like a pity thing. Yeah, like, oh, I need some money. You play, you're in a band, right? You, you need a guitar. But yeah, you don't understand this left-handed. I don't, oh man, you should oh, buy you it from ha, me. You have a left hand. So yeah, yeah it's perfect. Yeah, you could you could learn. Like, oh, okay, well, I feel sorry for you. So, so here's some scratch. Here you go. And so, and then you like just had it and you just like left it in your garage. Yeah. Just like, it's all like covered in like dust. Like dust. And, you'd like, think it's like 40 years of dust, but just like sawdust and paint. Paint it's, like splatter. overspray. I don't know how that got to the other side of the garage. Um, but yeah, it's there. You're just there and you're just like tagging your garage. Transmission <laughs> fluid, yeah. <laughs> you're like, tagging. Kyle was here. <laughs> Four in the morning, listening to techno music and tagging <laughs> my own walls. Yeah. In your own garage. <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I ended up cleaning that up, put the the nut fell off. So I put that back on, put new strings on it, cleaned it up a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, let's just get this moving, get it out of here. Because it's no good for us, either one of us to play that. Because it's like not where like we're a shortage of guitars. I'm like, oh well, we really need a guitar yeah, in our. We should learn left-handed because there's so many in the world. If you ever have to pick one up, no. Yeah. It's so it's really... like, so I'm like, okay, cool, like eighty bucks because they go new for like two fifty or something like that. And so I was like, oh, 80 bucks should be that good. That one. Yeah. Oh really? And I'm like, okay, cool. Nope. Shit. No, we no should bites. move that up to two fifty or maybe like two forty. But yeah. So it's like <laughs> maybe they'll no, sell then. Yeah. No. No bites. And then I was like, okay, finally lowered it to like. $45. And I got like three offers for like, oh, you know, still have to lowball still me. still low. <laughs> and I was like, God, it's $45 for a guitar. Like, I put $5 strings on that damn thing. <laughs> and then, um, so they're like, okay, I had like three different people. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I'm being like, like catfished or something right now. It's like all these people, it's like, oh, you know, here's my number and I'm calling, you know, I text them or whatever. They all said, you know, they're different numbers. What'd like, you post that to? 60 Cycle Hum? No, I uh, <laughs> I posted to like casual encounters and, and like people would just <laughs> a left-handed good time 
good wood on casual con- you know encounters i thought i was gonna you know get tons of you know <laughs> responses wah, wah. good good tone sings all night yeah so i, I you know have, hopefully get that sold just because i'm like i'm looking i'm like oh this should be cool i'll take it off your hands kyle i'll try and sell it and now it's, i'm like oh, it's just taking up space now i really want i'm like i'll put it up i'm like i'll give you five dollars to get this out of my sight <laughs> I mean, I mean, the next thing I want to get, maybe, actually, I've wanted it for a long time. That's a a grabber base. Oh, so now the cat's out of the bag. Oh, I don't want to buy anything ever. I mean, it's got to be the right one, though, Brian. You got to wait. I thought you wanted yeah. a flying V base. I want to make a flying V base. Okay. But you don't want to buy Because, one. yeah. Have you ever tried to, like, have you just looking at those, the lines on those? They're not comfortable to sit down and play, you know? That's like a strictly, strictly like rocker place. Like on stage, you know. I'm not gonna record, you know, with that. But uh, yeah, Grabber G three, like would from, be awesome from the seventies. Not like yeah. other. They came out like back in two thousand thirteen, like reissues. Yeah, I don't want that garbage. <laughs> I don't want that trash. Yeah, you can find them on Reverb, but they're really expensive. So I mean, I'm looking for that special someone. Who's, who's, the, spe- the special one that's I'm, like I'm really cheap. I'm looking for that like angry girlfriend who's trying to get rid of one for like five hundred bucks. Yeah, and then just low ball her ass. You're like three fifty obo. Yeah, and you dro- you drop it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like sold. So you know you might be waiting a long time, but you know that's a, that's a good goal. It's a good uh, good sh- start. Yeah, to I'm reach not. For. I don't need it. You know, it's just something to. Oh, to, you 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 need it. No, I mean, yeah, I do. You get it now. Just, I got other things I'm working on, Brian. You got to paint that purple base. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that. Um, yeah, well, I know for me, I'm like, I'm also trying to juggle whether or not I want to sell one of my Les Pauls. Like, I have that. That really shitty Les Paul you have? Like that pink one, that, that piece of sh- <laughs> Yeah. No, there's a, some hack painted for no, you. I have that black like Les Paul classic, which is it was m- more or less like my first like real guitar that I bought when I like got a job. Yeah, but you still play your Squire that you got. Well, yeah, because it was just like you know, you buy it and you're like, oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, but you've and it just wouldn't fucking stay in tune. I never played it, and then like realized the neck was messed up. No, the neck was fine. None of that was bad. Oh. It was just like and now that I'm like, oh, I'm starting to play it more now that i got some of the tuning issues squared away and i'm like okay it's a les paul so it'll go out of tune sometimes but whatever um now i'm like ah i figured out like i didn't know when i bought it and didn't even know this was a thing i know now which i kind of wish i didn't i know that it's weight relieved so i'm like damn it's a gibson that has like weight relief and like i know they do a lot of those well now you're all swole like it you can go heavier now yeah you've trained on it I've been training for this. But yeah. now I'm like, ah, it's only like a pound difference. But the fact that I'm like, ah, Les Pauls, they're supposed to be heavy, man. They're supposed to be not, you know, just like a big. Just put sand in it or something. Yeah, just like cut it open and fill it up. Fill it with like, some sand. Fill it with water. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's God. really good for continuity on <laughs> electrical circuits. <laughs> it's good for it's that sustain. You want that danger in your guitar. So that's like one thing I was like, ah, I don't need to sell it. But I'm like, ah, I think I need to sell that. So that, and then I want to buy like a, a like a like a blue or green like solid body Les Paul. I was kind of thinking about a gold top that'd be kind of cool, but then I'm like, eh, that's too cliched. Everybody's... Yeah, gold top. I mean, they look cool, but but ugh. 
just can't. You're like, like they look cool, but they also don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, so that's kind of a thing that I'm doing, and then I'm just like, I think I, I think I always just like to talk it out, and then go buy it. <laughs> Try and talk myself out of buying it. I'm like, you know what? That is a good idea. I should buy that. Well, then you want the what the the Gibson. Yeah, I want a hollow, that hollow body, like that three three three. Yeah, like yeah. I want a Tom DeLonge kick. Ever since he did that, like released his like starship plan or whatever the hell that thing is, like his time traveling time tra- Yeah, yeah, he's got like, oh, we're gonna do this, and I'm like, man, that dude's crazy, but he's got a cool guitar. <laughs> I want to, and I'm like, everybody's like focusing on, oh my god, he's not in Blink Wing Two anymore, and I'm like, he had that cool guitar. I want one. And so I'm like, I've seen a couple go on reverb for like, you know, decent price. And I'm like, yeah, I want a 333. I mean, I don't know. We'll see if I ever buy it, but it's on the list. Okay. So, uh, you know, I think that's a good place to stop. Kind of, you know, right. You know, good episode. First episode. I think it's kind of in the books for episode one. You'd probably call this the. Fantone Menace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of gives you like that, you know, hope that this is going to be good. Yeah. And you listen to it. You, you wait, like, you could wait in line for days. You get, you know, all the hype. You're like, oh man. And then you kind of listen to it. And then you're like, it kind of Ch- sucked. <laughs> childish hijinks. And yeah, you know what? That kind of, that kind of sucked. They, uh, you know, Hopefully the next one's gonna be better. Well, that's kind of how we feel. So, thank you guys for tuning in. There's gonna be more episodes. Hopefully, we'll have uh, you know some guests that you know more interesting than we are. We're uh, you know happy to get this whole thing started. And, like you know, share our passion for you know guitar, music, and recording, performing, all that kind of stuff. So, do you have anyone in mind next, or is it like a- uh, we have our already have our first guest? A buddy of mine, BJ Jesbera, he's a uh, performing, he's actually like a professional musician. That's what he does for a living. Like yeah. He, he performs all around San Diego, Southern California. He even does some stuff in the Bay Area. So, you know, and that's kind of cool is to get his take on like, you know, performing as a solo artist and like career musician trying to like make this a job to play, you know, his own music, you know, cover other people's music and kind of gauge a crowd in a different way other than like, you know, we play shows and like, you know, their original music and opening for you know, different acts, maybe, you know, you have that, his whole thing is like, okay, you get paid for three hours of music to kind of, yeah, and you're paid entertainment kind of well, thing. Well, to make money off this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can do that, that's awesome. And he's doing it, so, you know, pick his brain about it. So, yeah. I'm excited about that, and, um, you know, if you guys like what you hear, uh, just uh, take the time to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.